0: Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. And now, here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. Hello? Hey, what you doing? I'm watching the tube. Yeah? What's on? Just something on ESPN about the big game. Oh yeah, yeah, I got that set to record. I gotta work late, I'm gonna miss it. Oh, tough break. Not a big deal, I'd rather watch it on replay. I can fast forward through the commercials that way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Although sometimes they have really good commercials for big games. Hey, that's true. Hey, I'm calling to ask if you got invited. Invited to what? That party on Saturday. I don't know anything about a party. Really? Well, that makes me feel better. I mean, I'm sorry you didn't get invited either. I was just feeling bad that I didn't get invited. But since you didn't either, now I don't feel so bad about myself. Okay, I get that. I mean, if you didn't get invited, why should I be, right? Right. So what party was this? Oh, I guess you didn't hear. No? Gee, I'm surprised. I figured Jerry or somebody like that would have mentioned it to you. Jerry? Yeah, Jerry, or at least Bill. Bill Thompson? No, Bill Burnside. Your best buddy, Bill. I don't know a Bill Burnside. I know a Bill Thompson. What do you mean you don't know Bill Burnside? The two of you have been best buddies since high school. Is this Eric? Eric? No, this is Jim. Jim? Yeah, Jim Roberts. I don't know a Jim Roberts. Who's this? Jeff. Jeff Canarish. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Wrong number.
1: Has that ever happened to you? You answer the phone and assume you're talking to someone you know, and it turns out it's a complete stranger at the other end of the line. A simple case of misidentifying someone on the phone is not a big deal. It may cause little embarrassment, but unless you're discussing state secrets, there's no serious consequences for having this type of conversation. Misidentification on the aircraft radio, however, is a whole other matter.
0: Cessna 30 Delta descend and maintain 5,000. Descending to 5,000. Cessna 30 Delta, I need a read back with your call sign. Cessna 30 Delta, descending to 5,000. King Air 70, my contact Fort Worth Center on 128.3. 128.3, see ya.
1: Oh, brother. Last week I was commuting to Los Angeles and I was sitting in the cockpit of an aircraft, I won't say the airline, and the pilot handling the radio kept acknowledging radio frequency changes and at least one clearance without using his call sign. ATC never jumped on him for acknowledging frequency changes without his call sign, probably because he switched frequencies before ATC could demand a call sign. He also got away with not using his call sign during the readback of one clearance, which really bothered me. Unlike a simple case of a misidentification on the phone, misidentification on the aircraft radio can have very serious consequences. Let's look at one of the previous examples.
0: Cessna three zero Delta descended and maintain 5,000. Descending to
1: 5,000. Okay, if ATC doesn't get on the radio and ask for a corrected readback that includes a call sign, what's the potential danger here? Of course, if the wrong pilot answered that clearance and starts an unauthorized descent to 5,000, that pilot may descend into the flight path of another aircraft. The problem of not using your call sign each and every time you answer ATC should be obvious. It seems like you wouldn't have to clobber pilots over the head to convince them of the danger of not using their call sign in every transmission, but unfortunately some pilots don't have an eye for the obvious. The next time you fly, listen to how many pilots acknowledge clearances without using their call sign. I think you'll be surprised. The FAA has tried to address this problem two ways. First, the Aeronautical Information Manual chimes in. In Chapter 4, which is all about air traffic control, the second paragraph of Section 2 says this, and I'm quoting, The single most important thought in pilot-controller communications is understanding. It is essential, therefore, that pilots acknowledge each radio communication with ATC by using the appropriate aircraft call sign. That's the end of the quote. Some pilots like to point out the AIM is not regulatory. It's merely a collection of best practices. Okay, let's go with that line of logic for a second and say the AIM is not binding and therefore may be ignored when appropriate. In that case, let's go to the federal regulations for aviation, which of course contain legal requirements for pilots. Did you know in the massive section on aviation rules which is Part 91 of the Consolidated Federal Regs, there is only one measly paragraph that instructs pilots about how to comply with ATC clearances. One paragraph! This paragraph, CFR 91.123, has only five short bullet items. Of those five bullets, the last one, Item E says, and again I'm quoting, unless otherwise authorized by ATC, No person operating an aircraft may operate that aircraft according to any clearance or instruction that has been issued to the pilot of another aircraft for radar air traffic control purposes, end quote. First, this paragraph drives me nuts because it's specific to radar control. I don't like the fact that some armchair lawyer can make the claim that it's okay to ignore this regulation if operating under non-radar control. But legal maneuvering aside, notice that one small bullet in the one small legal section on following ATC instructions says you are not legal to follow a clearance given to another pilot. In my mind, this means make damn sure you know who is supposed to follow a specific ATC clearance. Well, how do you make sure a clearance was intended for you and not some other pilot? You do that by taking that clearance and attaching your personal identification to any readback to ATC. By putting your call sign on every readback, you give a controller the opportunity to double check his clearance went to the pilot he intended it to go to. Here's Minneapolis Center Controller Heather McNevin on the topic. Quote, pilot tip, when talking to ATC, remember to use your call sign every time. My perspective is, I'm talking to 20 people at any given time, end quote. The only way she or any air traffic controller can verify whether a clearance went to the correct person on that radar display is by you using your call sign so she can know which of the 20 people she is talking to received the clearance. Using your call sign in every readback is not only common sense, which apparently is not so common, using your call sign every time is tied to the legal requirement that the pilot who acts on an ATC clearance is, without any doubt, the pilot ATC intended to act on a clearance. Listen, I can wrap this up with some sort of complicated and detailed summary, but I think you get the idea by now, so I'll wrap it up simply. Use your call sign every single time. A few minutes talking about radio work in an uncontrolled airport traffic pattern. As you know, pilots are responsible for reporting their position when working in an uncontrolled pattern. And you know the standard position reports, right? Before taxi, entering the runway to take off, 10 miles out when inbound, and then again when entering the downwind leg, base leg, and entering final approach. These are all well and good, and they're defined somewhat poorly <laughs> in the Aeronautical Information Manual. Well, if you've spent any time flying in an uncontrolled traffic pattern, you know things can get wild and woolly when the pattern starts filling up or when there are pilots in the pattern who are not particularly skilled using the aircraft radio. You know what I mean. When the traffic pattern starts turning into a big food fight, there sometimes just aren't words in the AIM to cover this situation. I thought for the next few minutes, you and I could talk about some radio techniques that would help protect your shiny hiney when you find yourself in some sort of, well, what should we call it, non-standard situation in an uncontrolled pattern. First and foremost, when considering your next move in an airport pattern, whether it's something you say on the radio or something you do with the flight controls, I suggest thinking about the right-of-way rules that are specified in CFR 91.113. Second, <laughs> when some bozo in the traffic pattern does not seem to be following CFR 9113, don't ram his aircraft with yours just because the regulation says you have the right of way. Common sense, right? That's all I'm going to say about that because my job is to talk about radio procedures, not instruct you how to fly. So let's focus on radio work to help you unwrap a furball in the traffic pattern. When there aren't words to cover a developing mess, consider the AIM's general rule for radio work in an uncontrolled pattern. Here it is, and I'm quoting, Self-announce is a procedure whereby pilots broadcast their position or intended flight activity or ground operation on the designated CTAF. And of course, uh, well, first that's the end of the quote. But of course, CTAF means Common Traffic Advisory Frequency. Notice in this sentence that I just quoted, the words intended flight activity. What does that mean? It means you tell the world on the common frequency what you intend to do. Note what it doesn't say. The AIM never says, tell another pilot what to do. To clear this up, let's look at an example. Let's say you are established in an uncontrolled pattern and you have just turned from the crosswind leg to the downwind leg. Ahead and to your right, you see another aircraft still outside of the traffic pattern, but he's descending towards the midfield downwind entry point for the traffic pattern. You watch him for a moment, and it looks like the other airplane is either going to cut in front of you on the downwind leg, or he's possibly going to swap paint with your aircraft if this situation continues unchecked. Who has the right-of-way in this situation? I would personally argue that you would have the right-of-way because first, you're at a lower altitude and the two of you are approaching an airport for the intention of landing. Second, this other aircraft is, in my mind, overtaking you, which again gives you the right-of-way. But let's say the pilot in that other airplane has his head in a place where there's no light and either does not see you or sees you and thinks for whatever reason he has the right-of-way. If he continues without yielding to you, right or wrong, what should you do? I'm hoping your answer is not, Ramming speed, Captain! I'm also hoping, and this is the real purpose of this discussion, that you do not get on the radio and tell the other pilot to yield, as in, aircraft approaching the downwind at airport Ump-Ty-Ump, make a right 360 to avoid me. I'm hoping you won't say that, but instead, do what you need to do to avoid that other aircraft, while announcing your position and intentions on the radio. Town and country traffic, Cessna 9130 Delta, turning from downwind to the west, town and country. Of course, you may use different words to describe your actions depending on what you do, but the point is, you state your position and your intentions to solve this problem. You don't tell other pilots what to do. If you need to sort out a problem between you and another pilot at an uncontrolled pattern, no matter who's right or wrong, Do it in person on the ground after you both land. Don't get into a pissing contest on the radio because not only is that inappropriate and unprofessional, it will tie up the radio frequency so other pilots can't use it at critical moments. By the way, in case you're wondering, non-standard radio work at uncontrolled airports is not exclusively the domain of general aviation pilots. Airline pilots do it too. When I fly into Kauai, or Maui, Hawaii, after 10 p.m., the towers at those airports are shut down for the night. We revert to the exact same radio procedures you use when you fly into an uncontrolled airport. Last week, we flew a visual approach into the Luhui Airport on the island of Kauai as a WestJet airliner was preparing to take off on another runway. I reported our position on a 10-mile final approach and again on short final. I reported our position as we exited the runway. As we taxied towards an intersection with the other runway where the WestJet 737 was preparing to take off, we decided we had better hold short of that runway until the WestJet departed. Then, one of the pilots in the WestJet got on the radio and said to us, and I'm using a made-up call sign here, Delta, WestJet 546 will wait for you to cross the runway. Nice, right? He didn't tell us what to do, but instead he gave us his intentions so we knew what we could do. That's how it's supposed to work in an uncontrolled airport pattern, especially when a potential traffic conflict develops. Give your intentions and let other pilots in the pattern work with that information to the best of their ability. And now let's get to your question of the week. You are 20 miles from an uncontrolled airport inbound for landing. You dial up the ASOS frequency for the airport and learn the surface winds are 340 at 10 knots. The airport has one north-south runway with a left-hand traffic pattern, so you are obviously going to land on runway 35. Next, you tune in the airport's unicom frequency and request an airport advisory. There's no answer. You report your position at 10 miles from the airport.
0: Town and country traffic, Cessna 9130 Delta mile southwest inbound for landing.
1: There's no response to this. The radio is completely silent, and you're certain you have the correct frequency tuned. Here's your question. Given this situation, what do you do next? When you think you know the answer to that question, go to atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find a complete answer to this week's question, along with a full explanation of how that answer was derived. Music for this show was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have a great time and beautiful weather, and please remember to use your call sign with every single radio transmission, no matter what you hear other pilots doing on the frequency. I'm Jeff Canerish for ATCCommunication.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.